Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Tip of the Mint Fishing Report with Brian Kosminski of True North Trout. How you doing, Kaz? I'm excellent, Mr. Cash. How are you? I'm just trying to stay out of trouble. Uh, I took a look at your weather, and um, I guess you better like ice fishing in Upper Upper Michigan these days, right? We are making ice cubes on the daily, and uh, we we also celebrate this time of the year as our garage is now the second walk-in refrigerator, and if you don't take care of your Diet Coke in the, frid- oh, in the garage, it's going to explode and make a, a nice frosty mess inside of everyone, everything. Uh, very cool, and I know you've been on the show circuit, and you will continue to be on the show circuit. Where have you been, and where are you going? We just did Indianapolis last weekend. It was a good show. Attendance was on a light side, but we still saw a lot of great people. and got to talk a lot about fly rods, got to do some fly tying demos and showing off the Norvice. We were spinning up some flies. Uh, all the benefits for that were forecasting for recovery, which is a great, great program, and Project Healing Waters. Um We should be going to Cincinnati next weekend, but that show has been canceled. And then we're going to be looking at Detroit coming up the Midwest fly fishing show, March 12th and 13th. Got it. And even though you've been on the road, I mean, it's probably not good fishing weather, but it's good time whether you've been tying anything on your Norvice lately. I have actually, it's been a combination of past rubber legs, AKA the turd, because it's just a fish catcher. It just catches fish and a couple of, Clouser minnows because I felt nostalgic and wanted to tie a clouser here and there. Well, good deal. And what's your favorite color chenille for your uh, Pat's rubber legs? I like that coffee, coffee, like the black and brown. Yeah, it's killer. Uh, you're actually the second fishing report I've recorded today where that was the uh, the color combo that got it done. And, you know, folks, uh, before we get on to listener questions, want to give a shout out to our friends at Norvice. And uh, they're act- super active on the show circuit this season. Uh, we're recording this on the 24th. Um, if you want to go see Tim and Tyler, uh, they're going to be in Edison, New Jersey this weekend. I know the weekend after that, the fly fishing show is in Atlanta. And then I think the following weekend, it is in Denver, Colorado. Uh, before it, I think, heads to the West Coast for Pleasanton. But uh, if you go to www.nor-vice.com, not only can you check out all the cool Norvice products, but you can see all of their show seasons because there are a lot of smaller regional fly fishing shows that they're doing uh, as well. And, uh, you know, cause even though it's a little cold to be fishing, we do have a question for you this time around. That's great. Yeah, I'll hit you up. So this is one, um, assuming that there's no ice, techniques for pulling lethargic trout out of timber. Wow. Uh, put it in front of their face. You've got to paint a mustache on the fish. And I think the type of fly that you're using is going to be critical. Um, whether it's a jigging type of a streamer or if it's a, um, like a swimming deceiver or a, a bucktail, a, a, uh, what am I thinking of? The uh, bang tail. It's got a you got to get that depth down and get it in front of the fish and repeatedly put it in front of the fish. If you're not throwing streamers, then obviously you're, you're putting eggs or nymphs in front of the fish. And again, if it's a lethargic fish and not very active, repeat, 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 and keep putting it in front of them. Um, juicy runs generally hold juicy fish. You just got to have faith in what you're doing and keep doing it over and over. Yeah, and so, you know, on the timber front, 
And um, I haven't had a chance to really – I've fished in Michigan, but I haven't fished Michigan trout where there's a lot of timber. You know, but obviously if you're throwing streamers and things like that and you have weight, you know, what are you doing either in terms of presentation and retrieve or in fly design to basically, you know, not turn a day of trying to uh, coax lethargic trout out of the timber into a day of like having to replace 12 or 15 flies? Absolutely. Uh, line choice is key. Using like Scientific Angler Sync 25 or the, uh, they've got heavier sink lines, using tungsten bead heads or uh, cone heads on your flies. After you immediately put the fly into your target zone, give yourself a healthy upstream mend that allows the line to come down with the river and your fly gets to sink without being pulled out of the zone. So I think that's, I, mean, I always, it's one of those things that you, you do naturally when you're on the river, but you don't think about it until you're there. If you make a downstream mend, you're pulling that fly immediately out because you're putting a bigger bow in your line and it's pulling that fly. Sometimes the speed of that fly pulling out of that wood can trigger an, a, a fish to attack, but more times than not giving that fly that extra second to sink an extra six to eight inches will help, help get it in front of the fish. Yeah. And so if you're using one of those sinking lines, are you able, then you back a little bit of the weight off the fly. So, you know, you use maybe not necessarily neutrally, neutrally buoyant, like a zoo cougar, but maybe something that, you know, is not a complete stone so that it doesn't immediately just drop in the water and sink into the timber. Well, I think it also depends on this question comes up a lot when a lot of new streamer anglers get started they don't want to go too deep or go too fast but it depends on what river you're fishing you know the the pigeon versus the pine versus the asable versus the manistee there's different sections if you're floating the asable below mayo you've got you've got some 20 foot deep holes there's you don't have to worry about getting too deep um but upper stretches of the manistee you're looking at two or three feet deep and that's pretty good. Uh, but then you get in the deeper stre- stretches below the Hoden pile and you've got the same 20 foot section. So you've got to get, get down and get deep. Got it. So I think bottom line is you basically, you know, if you're, it's kind of like, if you're not rubbing, you're not racing. If you're not losing a few flies, you're not fishing. That is exactly. Yes. We, say that quite often yeah well there you go well uh you know folks we love questions on the articulate fly we know it's kind of tough from a fishing situation on the fly side right now in upper michigan but uh you can still send us questions time to be tying flies (laughs) great time to be tying flies and a great time to be asking questions and you can email them to us you can drop them in the comments uh on our facebook or instagram posts or, or dm us on facebook or instagram and you know we'd love to answer your questions if we answer your question I will send you some articulate fly swag, and then we went in a drawing for some really cool TNT paraphernalia, as well as a hundred dollar gift certificate from our friends at Norvice. And we would love to see you at a fly show coming to a neighborhood near you soon. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, folks, if you are you know head over, like I said, to uh, Norvice's website at www.nor-vice.com and check out any of their locations. And if you're within shooting distance, head on over and. Meet the great folks at um, at Norvice and meet some of the ambassadors and, uh, you know, tie some flies because it's a little tough right now uh, to fish in a lot of parts of the country. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, guys. Have a great night. Thank you.